Podcast, deconstructing foiling, flow, and the learning process with your host, Eric Antonsen. What's up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to the Progression Project Podcast. Today's guest on the show is Cliffy from Unifoil. This is a fun one, um, and we've been waiting a while to do it. Cliffy came on the podcast eight, ten months ago, whatever it was. That kicked off the project of the Progression Foil. And what we did for the show today is to recap the project, what we learned along the way, things that surprised us, uh, missteps that we made, um, stumbling blocks along the way. It's kind of an inside window into what the project was like. And it was fun for us to do this because we talk constantly, but really about the details of whatever we're working on. And we haven't gone back and kind of done this post-mortem on what led us to the first few foils, the 140 and the 170. So I think you'll I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I think that, you know, I learned throughout the show, which I always think is a uh, a good way to kind of look at these shows. Um, so yeah, give me a, drop me a DM. Let me know what you think. Um, if you guys learned anything along the way and hope you enjoy it. A couple notes before we jump in the foil outlet, foil surfing race, uh, and expression session happened, uh, two weekends ago and it was an incredible event. So huge thanks for the foil outlet. Uh, for putting that on. Billy did an incredible job. Uh, it was incredible to see how the sport has grown in the last few years. Uh, the event field, I think there were 40 or 50 people in the pro race. And then the expression session, there was a strapped and an unstrapped. It was probably about 20 folks in each of those. So just incredible to watch the sport grow. And huge congrats to all the winners. Pedigo took out the unstrapped expression session. So good on you, Mike, uh, which was really fun to watch. Uh, he was absolutely shredding, landed uh, kind of a air three in in the final to take it out. Uh, Brady Hurley took out the pro race. Uh, James Jenkins took out the strapped. Austin was absolutely sending. I thought it was Austin's to lose, really. And then apparently just didn't land his backflip in the final. I didn't see that that final, but just everybody was shredding. And that was a really cool thing to be a part of. I, I highly suggest that if there is a foil event near you, go check it out. The, the vibe is just so incredible in our sport still. Um, and that was one of the things, you know, Eric Geisman was at the event. And talk about a frother and someone who's going to be absolutely ripping on foil. I mean, he's already ripping on foil, but when you think about his surfing skill set and now becoming foil brain, where that's going to go is going to be amazing to watch. But he was going back and forth. There was a surf contest right next to the foil event, and he was going back and forth between the two. And one of the things that he noted that I thought was was really cool was that the vibe in the foil contest area was was just next level he also said that the spectators because he talked to a lot of folks on the beach said the spectators were digging watching foiling more than they were digging watching surfing and i think that holds true i mean it's more to watch there's more ride time you're not just watching people bob around in the ocean so that's really neat and just stoked so 
All right, let's uh, let's dive in with Cliffy. Hit me with questions, comments, feedback, anything you guys need, and hope everyone is sending. Cliffy, what's up, man? How's it going? You well? Good, super good. It's it's interesting doing a podcast now because you've been on the show a few times before <laughs> and we would message back and forth or talk every once in a while. But between the last podcast that we did and this podcast, <laughs> yeah. we've been talking quite intensely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what we want to do on this show is the progression project foil was the, the concept. It was born on the last time that you were on the show. And I thought it would be really fun to get you back on and to discuss the prop, to discuss yeah. what we learned along the way. I know I learned an incredible amount. And yeah. now that it's coming out, we can share what what that whole journey was like. So how was it for you? How did yeah, you yeah. find it? I must admit it was daunting. When, Sorry. When, <laughs> I, when, I, when I first made the suggestion, I was like, Ooh, do you realize what you set yourself up for? And... And after those first few prototypes and you're like, you know what, this is looking awesome. I was like, phew, this is okay. I, I can see we, we can get going with this. So yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, as you, the, the whole process and the time that it takes, it's, I mean, I can't remember how long ago was that podcast? It's been what? It's probably nine, 10 months at this point would be my guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's how long it takes back and forth, make a prototype, try and mm -hmm. write it, tweak this, tweak that. So it's a, it's an absolute ton of work and 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 to be able to 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 get as close to what you're chasing without altering too many things because if you alter too many things then you then you you could be even taking a step backwards you know what i mean to yep. to, to alter just one thing and the thing is if you just alter one thing then it's another two weeks three weeks so two weeks three yeah. weeks <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, months, maybe two. <laughs> no, um, it, 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 it takes so much time to cut molds, make the parts, send them out. And you've got to wait two to three weeks for the parts to arrive. So, yeah. Yeah. I have to say that it has been one of the more fun projects that I have been a part of. Yeah. Having spent so much time over the last few years just really diving into all the aspects of foils. And then I think everybody out there probably they're riding foils, especially the guys that get to ride a lot of foils. And they're like, well, I wish I could just do this. I wish I could just do this. And this was the, like the exactly. ability to do that. Exactly. And like, I always thought like, well, this foil is great here, but if it just did this, it would be a lot better. And you, we got you know to how rewarding I find that to you, you, you think of something in your mind and you go, or oh, if I could just make this or make that or try it. And then to actually have the opportunity to actually go and do it. And then you, you go into your workshop and you make whatever it is and you got your final product. I find that so rewarding. So you to be able to collaborate with yourself and to actually put to, to paper and actually come out with a product. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, the most exciting part is right now is, is getting these guys who, who are getting foils. I mean, there's so many guys that have written this for, I don't know who they are. I don't know where they are. And I'm just getting all these messages just <laughs> from totally random guys. I'm like, well, who'd you get the foil from? That's what I want to know. And, and they just give me this feedback and it's like, well, it's, 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 the feedback's been phenomenal. So that, that has been just so rewarding. It really has been, it's, I, it's been such a highlight. I absolutely agree. 
I, I've been getting mm -hmm. a lot of the same messages, I'm sure. And it's just fun. Yeah. And I, you've gotten to experience this. I mean, I was one of the guys three years ago hitting you up after I felt the 190. I think it's really funny that we ended up doing this project together. <laughs> yeah. Alec, foiled again, was making memes about how much I love the, <laughs> the Uni 190 and whatnot. Um, yeah. This is better than the Uni 190, though. No offense. Concrete, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So let's talk about some of the things that we learned in the process. And I don't know if, if you want to start or if there's questions you want to ask me, but I think that that is, as far as value to the audience, there are a lot of trends, things that, <clears throat> hypotheses that we had going in that we able we were able to prove or disprove in regards to yeah. getting to the, I think we've achieved, maybe even exceeded what we set out to do. And we, we came in with a very concise bullet point, like list of, of what we wanted to achieve with the foil. It started with a lot of glide and then yeah. really easy to use and good turning. And yes, I think, I think, I think, I think for me that, that, that was the, the challenge to come with the, with the really high aspect foil 10, 11, whatever to one doesn't, it's not that difficult to do and you get very high performance, but it turns like a dog. So, so to be able to combine that efficiency with turning and, and to get those two aspects to, to merge together, to me, that was the challenge. Yep. I, yeah. I think the thing that I was most impressed with, so there was an early round of prototypes that we did where we were testing and actually maybe I should front, start with front, kind of front wing. Yeah, front wing to to mast length. Yep, and and maybe that's where I should start. Is like the way that we started working on the foil was that there was so I did a spreadsheet of all of the foils that I've ridden, and I've got a lot of foils here, and just took measurements off of everything, and then I organized them according to about five different categories of glide, turning, top end speed, low end speed, and yes. looked for trends in in all of in all of the foils and, and what shook out were a few different things in, in the turning aspect I, th I felt like it had a lot to do with the leading edge of the foil to leading edge of the mass distance in the in the glide area it was ha had to do with like foil section was the most important thing that i found and like yes. where the thick point was where the max thickness was across the foil yes. that seemed to be a one-to-one -one correlation between the amount of glide that you had on a foil yes. and so to start the process, though, and what Cliffy was saying earlier about trying to test one variable at a time, you made mm. the Hyper 170, but with a bunch of different distances from the leading edge to the leading edge. So we could we could isolate that variable and yes. and feel that out first. I feel like that was incredibly valuable in the process. Yes. I mean, it was it was 100% accurate. What I was glad about is that we came up to that distance in, in quite a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. because you, you can go down such a rabbit hole trying out different sizes and different and and then caught, getting caught up at which one's better do we go with this do we go with that so once we had that number doll i can't remember what it was i don't i don't remember often whatever it was and we started working with that and and that just worked mm -hmm. that, that, that was like okay let's carry on yep Yep. It's and then, a nice milestone to, to reach, if I can put it that way. Yeah, and to do that first, I think, was beneficial so that we weren't testing foil sections and shapes of foils with yes. something that wasn't, wasn't going to be optimal for the feel that we wanted in surfing. I think we could have had a lot of false negatives if we had done that. 
Yes. What I was most impressed with in the process, I think, was your understanding of foil sections. And I mean, we did a few different calls. Some of them we actually did video calls. Like, I don't know if we'll ever use those or share those at some point. But when yeah. we were going through the feels of the foil, and, and so like I came in with the spreadsheet of a bunch of trends and, and an idea of what I thought might be it. And then you went through the NACA database and there wasn't even really anything that fit what you were looking for. And so you actually basically designed this foil section yourself. And I thought that was, and it was really good right away. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I think it's just through trial and error. It's just from making so many different foils. Mm -hmm. And because I've made so many different variations over the years and tried so many different things, when you say to me, you want X, Y, and Z, th this is what comes up in my mind. And this is what I draw out and running the numbers on it and just seeing what is the lift coefficient, what is the drag coefficient, working backwards from there. That's pretty much how I came up with the profile. And then from there, you start going deep into your testing. Yep. So yeah, that profile, the maximum thickness was moved back a bit, which reduced the drag, kept the glide up really high. So yeah, I mean, it works really well. And also the forward pitching. It's a, a very mm. stable section as well, which was something that I was concerned about. That's like one yes. of my least favorite things is, and it's almost a weird one where if you're getting some extra lift through camber, you're going to introduce a little bit more forward pitching. And then to get the smooth feel, you actually take away some of the efficiency by having to add some, some tail shim. Correct. Um, so one's fighting the other one, which is yep. causing drag. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this section I'm riding a zero 0.5 on pretty much any tail I ride. So it's, yes, it's super balanced, which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that, that, that came out really, really, really good. And, and again, it's, it's that it came out so early in the development was again, a milestone reached. Yep. It's been interesting how, you know, we're, we're working on some other sizes right now and how some of them have come together very quickly and others we've had to do a lot more work over and over yep. yeah yeah why do you think that is i think it's also you like that one that i'm like yeah i'm not too sure about it. and i like the other one and you're like yeah i'm not too sure about it <laughs> and it's, it's it's to try and it's to try and go you need to sit down and and write down what do you like out of this foil or what do you like out of that foil i mean really you could release either of those and mm -hmm. you'd probably be happy with either one of them yep but but that's but the whole thing about the project has not been just be happy it's been like get it get it right right like yeah but but this is the thing because the the, the one prototype will suit these type of conditions and the other prototype will suit these type of conditions and it's which conditions are you going to choose which is going to be seen more what, what do people ride more what are people after more yeah but i think on on the on the bigger one though and this maybe we have this conversation right now this might be everyone might enjoy hearing how our conversations go but i think that if you're making a bigger foil you can't have a stall speed that's closer to the 170 right sure. like i think you have to keep if you're going to go up a certain amount in size i think proportionally yeah. the stall speed has to drop by that amount or else it just doesn't sure. make sense in, in my mind sure. anyways sure you, you you've got too much crossover yeah because if the conditions get better then you're just on the 170 right away 
Sure. But I mean, like these, these, these last three that we did, changing the chord length on the center section, making it smaller. And that's the one that you like, isn't it? It is now. Yep. Once I'm I figured out how to, to tune I'm, it, I'm still not hundred percent convinced. <laughs> you saw the videos I just showed you. <laughs> I think it's, I think, I think it's, I think it's too fast, but anyway, it's got a, it's got a better stall speed. It's got a lower stall speed. Yeah, you see, that's true. So yeah. if, you, if you if you if you're getting a wing that has smaller area, and it's mimicking a larger wing, I would go with a smaller wing for sure. So that third one I know is not as efficient because we up the diahedral by what three millimeters or something. Mm -hmm. So out of those those last three, what do you not like out of the last last one? Let me let, let me ask let me interrogate you a bit. What yeah, do you not right. like out of that one? Yeah, I, that was... one that that we messed around with we it... messed around with the 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 height of the 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 anhedral dihedral and yep. we thinned the tips a bit. Yep, and and we pulled them up. There's less rake to it. It yes. so what's interesting is it hurts my heart a little bit to say that V two is better than V three, because V three right. is the prettiest, and I yes. want to like it the most. So I went yes. into it with that because it's it's a gorgeous. Yes. I mean, it's just it's just beautiful. Percent agree with you there. Yeah, maybe that's why I prefer V three. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I basically had to do like a, almost like a blind type of test to 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 really to really understand how there's something magic in, in V2. It's not that I didn't like V3. I actually really like it. And if I had never felt V2, it's it's much better than V1. It's just that it's there's a there's a magic like I, I feel it on the 170. And it's what I kept saying when we were doing the this new one is it V1 just didn't have the same magic where it just right. feels like you're laughing at a place where you have so much glide. And I just hadn't yes. felt that yet. Um, yes. V3 feels slippery through the water, which is really cool. It's got like a, it's got like a fun feel to it, but then it's pitchier in turns. It, it's, well, and, right. it, and it's pitchier. So to right. get the surf feels I wanted, I was having to throw on a half a degree shim. And then all of a sudden it was even less efficient than V2. So V2, I'm shimming right. zero. It's already more efficient if they're both zero. And then V3 to get the feels I wanted surfing, I have to throw on the shim. Now, here's where you're going to hate me because uh. V3 is brilliant on the wing. Really? <laughs> it, it's, I mean, so is V2, but... But it's, it's probably um, because you got that extra power. That's why. Exactly. That's making up for, for its loss in efficiencies. The, the, the difference in stall speed is like nine to eight miles an hour. It's about a mile an hour on the low end, if I'm if I believe my my data. It's what it feels like too. Yes. Um, which is a big difference well, if you're doing a like a light downwind. Yeah, it's quite a bit. So, well, I'm sure you're going to post some of those videos at some stage. Yeah, it's at, at some point. Those are just like yeah. today was one of those days I went down and it was just a test day. So we had a kind of like a two foot south swell, and I did seven laps of about three to four minute flights each just going south to north and then running back up the beach walking back up the beach changing it each each lap was a different setup and my wife's amazing and, and came down and videoed it so cliffy and i right before this just broke down a lot of those those looks and you could see the yeah. difference in efficiency i think
I think I think that for, for me was 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 back in the early days. I think it, it was still on the 140. And for me, that's when when the penny dropped. And we were chatting, and you're like, "This thing's really efficient." And re but to to watch the video where you kick out the back of a wave and you just glide and you glide over the next swell and over the next, and I was like okay hold on a sec because i haven't seen that before i haven't seen that sort of efficiency mm -hmm. and i think that's when the penny dropped i was like whoa hold on a second this thing glides crazy far so so like you're saying earlier to to have that same sort of magic on on the on this on this last one you know that's what you want you you want it across the range yep. you want that you, you don't have a dud no in the range I hadn't given, I, I was really preferring V1. It was probably because I spent so much time on it to, to V2 at the beginning. And then I had a downwinder about two, I don't even call it that. It was like pretty much glassy. It was like two weeks ago and like nine to 12 and really small surf. And I was on the, the two, like the V2 and did a really breezy three miles to where I got out of the water and actually called Mike Pedigo right away. I was like, dude, this is the one. And that was right before V3 came. So, yeah, it's, I think it's the one. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it's been chosen. <laughs> that we're done with this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's daunting, eh? It's, it's, it's like you're, yeah, the, I mean, it's, it's a huge challenge. And, and like, there are so many things that you can change and tweak and try. So, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked that you stoked. Oh, man, beyond stoked beyond mm. stoked it's, uh, it's really good what what was the most um like shocking moments of this process were there any things that besides the the glide in that clip which you've talked about like and you've told me about so many times is there anything else that surprised you yeah or? yeah we we had a couple of prototypes go I don't, I don't know where they went and the guys were like we're not feeling what you're feeling Mm -hmm. and i was like what's what's going on and after measuring the foil and measuring it up and seeing hold on a sec there's a there's a discrepancy in, in the size of this foil and working back to the mold and seeing that the mold's been squashed too much you you can only make so many parts out of a mold and then the mold again it depends on on how tight you you're pressing this because i mean they, they just made out of mdf and, and your tolerance is not that high the more you make your your parts become out worse and worse and worse and yeah i'm glad that we caught that and we saw hold on a sec why are we getting this feedback mm -hmm. and yeah that, that, that was a bit like stop the train what's going on here and once you'd figured it out that is a sigh of relief yeah i'm upset that those ever went out like someone on the forum yesterday actually posted i got to test a proto and it wasn't great i'm like oh my those were the ones that were like foils six and seven it's like the different foil completely uh -oh. it, sh it shows it shows you what what just that little bit does i mean it's imperceptible to the eye you know? it wasn't until we got out calipers and measured i yeah, mean dom sent that up. one yep. and yep yep and it's it was two things it had squished the mold by about I don't know, 8%. And then it had moved back the max thickness about, I don't know, eight to 10% along the cord. And just yeah. that just completely killed the foil. It's the pitchiest thing ever. Stall speed rose by two miles an hour. Very different, very different feel.
But I, I felt incredibly yeah. relieved when we figured that out because when those first prototypes yeah, exactly. went out and people were like, oh, I don't know. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I'm just glad. Yeah. Here's here's what I'm glad about. I, I'm just happy that it was enough to where we didn't believe the feedback and had them sent back so we could look at them. Yes. Otherwise, we might have been chasing our tails. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you should clarify. We should clarify also that that's for the prototypes. The molds, like from a factory yeah no once, once yeah once you go to steel molds i mean the steel molds it's they weigh hundreds of kilos <clears throat> the prototype molds are literally just to make it's just a try concept and once you've tried to convert back to drawing and make sure that they meet drawings and then pre-production make sure all your pre-productions are correct and then into production i mean that's why it takes so long to to go from thought process to to final product on the shelf it's it's a long process it takes a lot of time yeah i didn't i don't think i i understood the amount of time and what went in to mm. making production foils that that was that was one of the things that surprised me yeah yeah it's uh, again as you've learned through the process if you want a you can just slap something together and have it done in a short amount of time. But if you want the best, it takes time. It takes a lot of research, a lot of development. You've got to go through all these little nitty gritty things. And that's just the the shape. Then you've got the construction of the foil. How do you construct this foil? That its construction is also going to be bomb proof. So yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into yeah, start to finish. Yeah, the I was I was surprised by the difference in the prototype to the production foil, and yes, it the the weight is better. It's lighter. It's stronger. There's Stuff less there. flex in it. Yep, but yes. also yep. Yep. it seems as though it's crisper. From the steel molds. I don't know what tolerance they're cut to. But I just feel like yeah. the foil section is even better, and it's yes. probably ten or fifteen percent better than the final proto. Yes, which is like we were talking about, like in the future, like if we're ever going to do something like this, like how do you get the protos to be even closer to what the final product? I think that directionally you can get you understand what's happening. I, I think that we've like you've proven that, but. Yeah. You know, it would be nice to have it feel exactly the same from Proto. But I guess that's why you yeah. also do the first batch of, of a test. There, yeah, but Correct. there's a big commitment to that because the molds are so expensive. I mean, that was one exactly. of the things that was hard is you guys are asking, is this ready? But then I know how expensive it is as soon as I say it's ready. And, and I'm one of those people that always <laughs> wants to tinker and make things better. So that commitment, yeah. saying yes, is yeah. really hard for me on anything in life. So that was, uh, yeah, that was hard. Yeah. You got to get to a point where you got to go. Okay, here we go. Finished and done. Yeah. Yep. No, you know what? <laughs> just to just to rear off a little bit, I did the same thing with with my mate Gumby. So he does. He's a he's a videographer. So we we did a take. I think it was last year, and so I do this whole take and introduction and everything, and I go, no, let's do that again. And he goes, okay, but you got to erase this first one. I'm like, no, 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 don't erase the first one. Just keep that one and let's just do another one. He goes, no, no, it doesn't work like that. I'm like, what do you mean? 
He says, Clip will be here the whole day <laughs> if you have to do that. <laughs> and now you've got to feed through each one. He goes, if you want to keep the first one, then you keep it. If you want to do another one, you raise this one, you do another one. <laughs> Otherwise, it, it just becomes this massive snowball. And I was like, you know what? I can't keep the first one. <laughs> so <laughs> it's exactly the same with the foils. If, if you make too many, you, you end up chasing your tail. And, and that's why... I'm exactly the same. It's like, can we make it better? Can we make, can we just adjust this? And can we try this? And and it gets to a point of where you, where you have to commit now and you have to go, this is it. This is the one that I feel is going to suit the majority of people for this discipline of foiling. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's high pressure. Yeah. I'm just thinking about that. It's high pressure comment there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it isn't, it isn't. We're talking about surfing, but it does feel that way, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you imagine you can, you bring out a foil that everyone goes, no, nah, it's, it's freaking terrible. I, I was so worried about that. So much testing. It, it, then you get your mates to ride it and then you make a pre-production and you send 15 to 15 different riders and what do you guys think and how does it hold up and what's this like and what's that like and okay let's go production so i find that stressful yep i found it stressful when this first 15 went out and then waiting on feedback that was that was a little stressful i was just hoping but the feedback was incredible so now i'm sleeping pretty easy about that yeah i mean the, the proof of it is when you get videos back Mm-hmm. And to me, that's that's the proof of it. When you watch the guys doing these turns and these cutbacks and the pump and the glide, and I mean, that's the proof of the pudding, isn't it? Yep. So the guys can say, oh, it's amazing, whatever. But when the moment you start seeing the proof of it, that that is the cherry on the cake. Yeah. Well, and that's why when we were kind of like talking about who was going to get those first 15, I had a couple of my buddies that I foil with here every day at different levels get them. Yeah. Because I could watch. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I had sitting in the water with a bird's eye of how they were progressing on the foils. And, and that wasn't going to lie because I've seen them serve foil for two years. And yes. that's when I started feeling really, really stoked about everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was I, think, actually... I think you did an incredible job on them, mate. Well, I, not me, man. You did the incredible job. I just helped guide you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. That's nice. So... Let's see here. We we haven't had the same luck on tails yet. I think we should mm. talk about that because it's been a very interesting one. And I have some thoughts, but I'd like to hear yours. Tails tails can make or break a foil, eh? Tails can tails are the compound on the tires on Formula One cars. And more so. You get the wrong tail and you can absolutely kill a foil. So this is what I absolutely love about the Uniform brand coming out with these G10 three-pack tails is you can sit and tune to your heart's content and explore the different feels of the of the foil through the different speed ranges, the different foot pressures. And I think when you first start, I mean, I've had guys that have been riding foils for a couple of years that have never shimmed their tail. I'm like, what is wrong with you? And, and they've shimmed it for the first time. It's like, it's a completely different foil. I'm like, exactly. That is how critical shimming is. You can you can totally change this foil by a little piece of plastic putting in, in, in the back and now all of a sudden it feels magic. So that, that G10 tail pack, it's, it's a fantastic beginner's pack to 
tuning your your foil to experiment and to and to feel the differences to give an example one of our riders a guy in in the uk he when he he receives a three pack and he is like well how different are they going to be surely i can just shim one tail to feel like the other ones and from trying the different tails he can now he's now felt for himself the differences through the speed range and how they affect the foil so yeah tails again are, are so important to to tune the foil and i mean the, the, those t- tails are, are quite generic you can use them across a broad range but to come up with a tail specific to the progression well it's been a challenge we've tried how many how many have we tried now we've been through i feel guilty saying it but i don't even know how many we've made at least 15 and and some of them feel good and some of them let's try this and let's try that and and at some point you're gonna have to go okay that's the one we like i think what's been really difficult about that is that i look at tails like i look at surfboard fins and depending on the day i am changing fins and i'll buy a channel islands or a lost and i'm gonna ride a bunch of different brands of 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 fins on it depending on the day and and what i'm trying to accomplish and and that that is exactly what i'm trying to 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 help the guys understand yeah different conditions different speed ranges you're going to use different tails you can't have just one tail that's going to suit everything It, it doesn't work but I think that's also why it's been so hard to commit on a tail because <laughs> then the conditions change and you're like, well, now this isn't I, the one. I'm glad that I'm glad that it's your department to choose a tail. <laughs> I mean, it's it's mad. And we've got a couple that are really good. We tried what was really fun is we tried some really experimental stuff at the beginning. And there's one of them yes. that is is really good. The hard part is that I reshaped it a whole bunch. And now it's been yes. difficult to get it the same out of the mold. So if we can't get it the same out of the the shape, the the, the machine, the CNC machine, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. And it took out a lot of the camber and, and kind of like changed the edges. And that tail's really good, but but it's been really difficult to recreate it because I have no idea exactly what I did because it was just sandpaper and eyeball yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there you go. You you can sit and hand shape a, a tail stabilizer to to point that you like. We we could go down the road of of having it scanned and then redrawn up if you feel that it is the one and it's the one that you 100% happy with. Yeah, I can't say that yet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's difficult. It's so difficult. It it's is maddening. really difficult. You can just imagine what I went through when I first started making foils. Mm-hmm. It, it was huge stress because now you're committing to steel molds. And at that point in time, I didn't have prototypes. And I had I had a certain amount of knowledge on how to make foils and what I wanted in the foil. And at that time, I didn't have my own CNC machines. And I had to commit to going directly to steel molds. And to bite that bullet was like, you're huge costs and then you make the first one and it's like is it going to work isn't it going to work and how does it work and (laughs) you start sweating i'm sure but yeah but awesome a sense of achievement when you know when you see the final product it's yeah tickles me pink eh? it's it's amazing 
I always thought it was really smart how you did the original race tail and, and making it an 18 and with yeah. the idea that people could it, the foil section's great and yeah. people could shape it to their specs. Yeah. And I think that yeah. that is, I think it's a fun thing in foiling to be able to chop a tail and, and add something of your own For sure. design For into sure. what you're riding. I, I've always loved it. I think people yeah. love it. And, yeah. and I also think that it's amazing that I hope that all brands at some point will use the same setup as Uni Signature to where the tails of oh, the you, 30 millimeter yep. hole spacing. Yep. You can swap them around. Yes. Yep. I think that's really important. I think it'll actually be better for the sport in the future if everybody standardizes there. You can swap them around. Mm -hmm. Well, it hasn't happened in turfing. So I don't know if it's going to happen in foiling. <laughs> well, you have two two major FCS and futures, two yes. platforms in surfing. Yeah, but I, I think we'll I think we'll get there. I actually think that the last ideas that we talked about for the tail and this next proto are going to be really good because the shiv. I mean, that's that's the thing that's been hard for me is that the shiv, which is the neutral foot tail, it's got a little bit of camber is really yes. close to what I like. I like that tail a lot. And yes. there's no sense in releasing something if it's not better. I mean, there's other tails that I like out there a lot too. I mean, Kane makes amazing tails. The Kajira, yes. like the, the Takuma did a great job with those tails. So there's, yeah. there's good tails out there. And just like with the foil, like what we talked about at the beginning was that like, if it's not better, then there's no reason to do it. And I feel like right now, I think it's, you gotta beat Kane, Takuma and the Shiv or else it doesn't make sense to to commit. And you did a great job on that as, as those other guys did on those. So it'll yeah. happen. I, I think we're close. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there are places that we can improve on. If I just think of materials, mm -hmm. quality of materials, selection of materials. So, you know, materials are advancing. So, so there's always going to, you're always going to be chasing, you know, better higher performance but on a on a, i haven't told you yet <laughs> on a sad note we have what's known as load shedding here in south africa and uh, halfway through cutting those molds <laughs> the freaking electric went off oh. so tomorrow i gotta clock up again and and yeah so it's there's gonna be a slight no, i just need to re reface it yeah frustrating but uh, yeah so you'll ha we'll have another day delay in and you're getting your new tail. That's fine. I'm so I'm so frothy right now. Actually, tomorrow yeah. looks. In, I cannot wait for. It's going to be tough to decide what to ride, but it looks like we're going to have some of my favorite conditions ahead of these like cold fronts. During this time of the year, we get a very hard south suck up. It'll happen tonight, and then tomorrow will be about as angled of a swell as we get. With it looks like it's either going to be touch onshore or touch offshore. Both are fine but at like 15 to 30. So it's either epic downwind if it's a touch onshore or epic shore runner if it's a touch offshore. So Off, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. You know what I, what I did want to ask is what sort of feedback have you had from the from the guys with regards to foil sizes? Because you know coming coming from the hypers, we've got roughly a, a 20 inch square inch increment between the sizes so mm -hmm. going from the 140 to the 170 for for example do you think that 
there should be one in the middle of those two. If there was a 155, it's probably what I'd spend the most time on. Because, I mean... <laughs> this is how it starts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't brought it up. We have talked about doing a, a larger one. I think a 190 a would, bigger be, one. would be madness. Yeah, I think a 190 would, would be so incredible because um, I think the efficiency... I think the way that I think it, it should be done is maybe a little bit of a higher aspect version of the 170 maximizing glide at the cost of a little bit of roll for downwinding or just when you want to draw out longer surf lines you know pedigo and i have both really gotten into in the last little bit where we're having a lot of it's been a really small month and so we've been taking out big foils and just spending 10 minutes up in a row just right out back just hopping around on similar to what the videos that i showed you today just longer because today I was yes. wanting to test stuff, but that's really fun. And I think like a, a 190 would accomplish that. As far yeah. as what people have asked me for or what are they excited, it depends on where they are. The guys here True. in Florida are excited about a bigger foil. The guys in Hawaii are excited about a smaller foil. So Well, that's that's not too far off. No. Well, they're both not too far off. Right. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the 140 and 170 cover the majority of conditions, though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it'd just be a good point to to bring up and see, do we need those in-between sizes? I don't know. I mean, I guess people are going to listen to this. Let us know because if you when think. I go, yeah, because when I go from, for example, on the Hyper 2s, if I go from a 210 to a 170, I find that's a massive jump. Mm -hmm. Where else I'll be struggling on, on the 170, but I'll be flying on the, on the 210. Uh, too much lift. Right. And... I need that in between size. I did a downwind not too long ago on the 190, and it's just perfect match. Mm -hmm. And I know if I went went to the 170, I would have struggled. So, yeah, I think I think that's something that we need to discuss and chat and put out there and see is it worthwhile pursuing these middle sizes. I mean, selfishly, because I would like them in my quiver, yes. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if it makes sense if 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 it's too close together yeah. from uh, it's just so expensive I guess to make the mold so there people would have to want yeah. them. True. Yeah, it, it, it's it's more the minimum order quantities that that makes it so expensive. Oh, is that what it is? Mm. I mean, obviously you've got a massive chunk on 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 the mold, mm -hmm. but then you have to have X amount made. Gotcha. So if you don't have that X amount demand, then it's not worth pursuing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's some other things that might be really fun to uh, to mess around with too. If if we're going to go into those sizes, like like I was saying on the 190, make it a higher aspect version. So you yes. have the the 170 and the 210 kind of in that similar aspect range, and then the 190 yes. being more about optimizing one way or another. I mean, I think it's been really that's, cool to see. That's that's pretty much what I did with the with the hyper ones, eh? Oh, is it? Yeah, the one ninety was aspect ratio was a little bit higher than all the others, and the tips were thinned a little bit more. It was my favorite. Yeah, it was a pretty cool foil. Yeah, I don't think you designed the Albatross two fifty two, didn't you? Yeah, the V one. Yeah, the the big one that I had that foil yeah. as well, and. I don't think I've ever felt a foil with a lower stall speed. I think you could go like five or six miles an hour on that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was like my pump around foil for a couple years. 
Well, so what else should we cover here? We're wrapping up on on the end of an hour, and I know it's late where you are, but you know the the objective of this was just to talk about the pro. We talk so much in the details of the next design change. We haven't really recapped the the project, so we thought it'd be fun to do it as a podcast. So anything? Yeah. Well, there are other things that I don't think you want to bring up just yet until we are further into development with them. But as regards to the wings and the tails, I think that's, that's pretty much it, eh? Yep. We, uh, I think we did a good job on the ones that are coming out. I'm like really stoked on how that happened. I think that the tail stuff has been the most frustrating of yeah. the whole, of the whole thing. It's so hard to test the tails too. I mean, the amount of time yeah. running to the beach and stuff, I guess. Yeah. I can't wait until that's that's wrapped. I think I think that's the biggest frustration is is waiting for the stuff to come out now. Since since the we've had the release and there's so much hype on this world. The, the, the guys are so excited over it and they're like when is it going to be ready? When is it going to be ready? And it's it's like <laughs> can it be ready or so I'm yeah. really excited. I'm, I think the guys who have committed to a pre-order or, or bought one, I really think they're going to be very impressed with this world. I hope so. I hope so. You know what else has mm. really made me happy in this whole thing? And, and that is from the get go, I was concerned just about like, if I'm being, if I'm being honest, uni had a rough year, right? Sure. And I was a little concerned going in that everything was going to be buttoned up and everything was going to be really good. And I know it's like, it, it's different now, but if I was going to, I guess, put my name behind some, you know, I wanted it to be a good foil, but then I also wanted it to be solid in the way that it came out. I have to say that Toby's sure. gone above and beyond. I mean, he's going to personally inspect all the foils before they get boxed, just to make yes. sure that put eyeballs on everything, fit tests and all of that, just to make sure because it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I just think that's really neat and I'm stoked on that. So thank you, Toby. Yeah. for doing that no the I and mean, Dom we went too. through quite a, quite a number of manufacturers and to finally find someone who who would follow instructions to the last dotted i's to the cross t's to follow instructions and not put their input in without us knowing it if, if they had an input or if they had something that they couldn't follow through on that they would approach us and we'd, we'd sit down and work it out. That has been absolutely fundamental. We haven't had one warranty on a Viper or a Hyper. Wow. That I know of. That I know of. I don't know of anyone that's, as far as I know, there hasn't been one warranty. I mean, to me, that is like fantastic. Is that since the two bolt fuse? Yeah, since yeah. we've, since this manufacturers, even on the Vipers, the Vipers are still one bolt fuses, mm -hmm. but we haven't had one Viper break, all that I know of. And to me, that is like phenomenal. So the quality is just next level. When we, re when I received my progression 170 and you take it out of that bag, I mean, just that bag just oozes quality. It's just so good. I, I don't know what you thought when you first took it yeah. out of the bag, but I was like, whoa, this thing is stunning. And it rides just as good as it looks. So I was I was walking on cloud nine when, when I got mine. Eh? So and and yeah, it's it's changed my foiling without a doubt. I'm 
super stoked with it. I'm just waiting for the bigger sizes. Yeah, well, I have to say, I think the the V2 doesn't look quite as good as the V3, but it's better. So yeah. Well, right on, Cliffy. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. I know that I'll talk to you tomorrow, but yeah hey man it's been an absolute privilege to do this project and i'm glad that it's it's at where it's at it's it's been a long road and yeah i'm super super stoked with it it's it's been phenomenal yep it was a much bigger project than i thought i was signing up for when we started but it's also been a lot more fun yeah i, I didn't realize no, what was been... going to go into it but yeah, yeah it's epic all right, what do you want to leave folks Excellent. with? You got the last Yeah, just, just to say thanks to everyone who's uh, taken that leap of faith to buy a foil and grown the sport. And and so many guys are, are are wanting to get into it and it requires effort to... So many guys don't want to learn a new sport because it requires dedication, all of that. And the guys who have committed to it and, and pushed it absolutely love it so yeah just a big thanks to everyone who's who's growing the sport couldn't agree more cliffy enjoy your i'm out <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow cool man cheers eric cheers Progression Project Podcast, deconstructing foiling, flow, and the learning process with your host, Eric Antonson.